AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Just to lift your spirits, make you want to revisit. Tell your friends, take a listen. Young folks say it's lit. Old folks say we dig it. Hey, can't no fish 
welcome to Laugh and Learn, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Flame Monroe, along with my gorgeous, gorgeous co-host, Miss Lauren Hogan. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Flame. How are you? Happy New Year, Lauren. It's girl, you all look at Happy New Year. Oh my God. I know I haven't talked to you since last year. It's crazy. That's a lie. We talked earlier. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Hello to our wonderful producer, Aaron. Hi, Aaron. Uh, we are glad you guys are here with us. We made it to 2023. Let's see what the world has to bring and what the world has to offer. Tragically, we started off, ooh, sadly, but we'll get to that right now. How was your New Year's Eve, Lauren? Did you go out? Did you get tipsy? Did you celebrate? Um, I spent my New Year's uh, very safe, my New Year's Eve very safe, rather. Um, I went to my good friend's house. We There was a group of like 40 of us. We hung out, toasted to the New Year. Had karaoke, some good food, but we were inside the house, you know, played it safe. And then I went to sleep at about 4 a.m. Yep, Ooh. got home at about 4 a.m. And that was my New Year's. How was yours? Very quiet. I was home. Good. Did you shoot a gun? I didn't. I didn't. So you I, did. I got to go pick up my gun on Saturday, though. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, right. <laughs> That's not me, like, ladies and gentlemen. The views of the young lady that just spoke are not that. <laughs> no, I didn't shoot a gun. I'm not at home in Chicago. I'm in Long Beach, and we were all quiet. My block was very quiet. If they were shooting, I you know. At 12 o'clock, I was knocked out. No. You missed the uh, Happy New Year? You missed the countdown? No, I did not watch it in New York. And oh, no, okay. I didn't miss it. CNN missed it. I was going to say, we're missing countdowns. <laughs> Listen. Speaking of which. Maybe they should have let and uh uh Anders, Andy drink Andy Cohen drink because he, he was on time. He might have said something belligerent, but at least he was on time drunk. Well, the funny thing is, Don Lemon missed the countdown in New Orleans too. Don Lemon always drunk though, so it, you know it's he wasn't drunk. He was sober as could be. See, and that's the to back that ass up. That's the <laughs> let them have a couple of cocktails. Yeah, I think um, they need to meet somewhere in the middle next year because there was no alcohol. It was a little dry on all sides and the countdown was missed but don lemon was playing you know juvenile so i guess it's a fair trade-off right yeah i take it i take it (laughs) well 2023 has looks promising i I mean you know what lauren with the way the times that we live in now which i'm just glad to be alive and healthy and well and sometimes working i say it sometimes uh who always when the year ends it seems like or and when the year begins and we just begin and this is day three of the new year that we lose uh just big name people you know it was tragic that we lost the pope we, a pope died mm-hmm. we also lost a media mogul uh uh, uh just a trailblazer yes just a woman who had nobody else up to look up to so she had to make her own path Rest in peace at 93 years young to the one and only Miss Barbara Walters, who everyone has come out with the outpouring and tributes and had such wonderful words to say about her. And I spoke to Sherry Shepard personally, and she told me, she said, Flame, Barbara was tough, but Barbara made you who you were. But she was tough. And I love that she said that because it ain't going to always be easy. I need to learn that. But um, everyone has come. And she has interviewed world leaders, sitting presidents, uh, enemies everybody i think barbara lived a grand life the bible promises 70 years if you live right and anything after that is a blessing so she had 23 years blessings over that and she met and knew everybody i think she had an affair with richard Pryor. i read her book years ago i think her and richard Pryor had a fling so she liked a little black girl magic up in her. <laughs> she likes a little seasoning she liked a little black man magic up in her. <laughs> 
Yeah, I actually saw a clip um, where she was actually retiring from The View and uh, the top like 25 female journalists in the game at the time just showed up to give her her flowers and pay homage to her. So watching that clip back after she's, um, you know, passed was also just very inspiring, but just, you know, touching at the same time, because like you said, she created a lane for women to really, you know, do that. You know, Oprah attributes all of her success to Barbara Walters. Mm hmm. You know, so it's just it's amazing to see all that she accomplished in her lifetime and really just how she blazed a path for people to follow. So she'll definitely be missed. And I watched that Oprah Oprah was the actual person who brought everybody. And Mm -hmm. I saw Amy Robach on there, minus uh, TJ Holmes. But Amy Robach was on there. (laughs) It was. was, And it was crazy to see. It was like Amy Robach, um, Elizabeth Hasselbeck, um, Jenna Hoda, so many different people. Uh, Diane Sawyer came out, you know, all of these different people came to say, you know, we love you. We appreciate you. You've done so much for us. So yeah, it was quite an incredible um, video to watch back. So if I had, if I had to say any words over Barbara at the her past, she lived, she left, like she said, she left a legacy. She lived a grand life from what we saw. She, and she was faced with an adversity that I thought I was put up against an adversity, but Hugh Downs, uh, not not Hugh Downs. Uh, who was that? She was on in the news way back. It wasn't Hugh Downs. Hugh Downs was her friend, but whoever it was, he was very mean to her, even on air, because he didn't want a co-host, and he definitely did not want a female co-host. And he made it abundantly clear on CBS way back when Barbara first got a start, when she got her first break. Mm. Well, and you see how that worked out. So she was still thriving in the end of the day. So. At 68 years old, she started to view. At 68, most people are retiring. Barbara said, let me kick off something that's going to last and keep on lasting. And the view is still on after 25 years. So kudos to you, Barbara, Barbara Walters. May you rest in eternal peace. And girl, you have left a legacy. I wish you had left me a couple of dollars to go with it, but I, I appreciate it. I ain't know her. <laughs> the stepdaughter got it all. She had, a, she had a one daughter, and I'm sure she left everything to the daughter. Yeah, you got to take care of your peoples, but... Also speaking in terms of tragic news, um, we definitely want to say say our prayers um, out to DeMar Hamlin's family of uh, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, It was just tragic, honestly, what happened to him. Um, And it's interesting, too, that it seems like a conversation is being sparked within the NFL, again, just about safety for players. I think a lot of times people forget, you know, just actually how violent of a sport football really is and how dangerous it is. So um, I saw the video. It was uh, very traumatizing. Um, And I know that, you know, he's still in a critical condition uh, in the hospital, but I really hope that he's able to recover and um, just kind of get back to some sense of normalcy. Cause I don't know how you do that after kind of, you know, having an almost near death experience. So prayers go out to him. And 24 years old. You know what I was most, I, I, I'm, that's very sad and it's very tragic, Lauren. And, I, and I'm with you on that. Our prayers from Laugh and Learn, I Heart, Black Effect Network all go out to him and his family. But he had a, a um, I think it was a, a nonprofit organization. He was raising money for the kids in his in his city. I think, it was, is it Cincinnati or Cleveland? He plays for the Cincinnati, uh, no, excuse me, he pay, plays for the Buffalo Bills. And, in, um, but his city from is uh Cincinnati. So he was raising mm-hmm. money for his nonprofit. He only had twenty five hundred dollars. Overnight they have more than five million dollars. I love that I hate that it takes 
a tragedy for people to step up to help other people. But I love the fact that when people are in a corner, they will step up to help. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I always talk to my dad because, like, my dad used to coach football when I was younger, too. And I don't know. I just feel like the focus kind of just gets shifted from the actual issue at hand. You know what I mean? I just don't think that these players are being protected well enough. For them to do such a risky job, I don't think that there's enough parameters in place to really protect them. So I hope that this isn't just glossed over and I just hope that this sparks a new conversation. And I think it's great that his nonprofit's being helped out, but I'm more so concerned about him. You know what I mean? Because when he comes out of critical condition, because I'm going to say that, you know, words have energy. When he gets out of this, you know, critical state, what is, how is he going to be? You know, I hope he, he at 24. I hope he bounces back. I really do hope that he has the mental capacity and a fight in him to come back because he was the hometown hero, too. And mm-hmm. so many people have rallied together in his hometown to come and be there with him. So prayers to him. I'm telling you something right now. And as much as I love me some football, I always wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. Oh, my God. It was the uniforms. Oh, I wanted me the shorts with the boots and the top. Oh, I could have wore it out. <laughs> oh my Lord. I could have been the first tranny. uh Dallas Cowboy cheerleader. I mean, I'm sorry, trans woman Cowboy cheerleader. And since we're speaking of trans women, girl, do you know what happened today? Was it today or yesterday? Well, I don't know, but I wanted to say though on that on that note, since you brought it up, though, you know that the um, Charlotte's football team actually has the first transgender cheerleader, and I actually know her. We used to dance together a long time ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, but anyway, well, what well, are you about? Would have been way back. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to do it when Roger Starback was on. Roger Starback was on the Dallas, so that goes wait. You know how old that is? No, I do know because my dad has always been a Dallas Cowboy fan. So yes, uh, I know what you're talking about. But anyway, go ahead. Plus, with the stars on the ass, was just the cutest to me. I wanted a star on my booty. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of trans women making making history and breaking barriers, a trans woman was executed. Uh, I think it was yesterday. Was it yesterday? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, first trans woman in history to ever be execute, executed. Uh, ooh, where, where was I'm, I'm about to tell you exactly where it was, Lauren Hogan. Uh, her name was... Her name was... I'm, I'm, I'm putting it down on my in my notes. Very unprofessional, Miss Lane Monroe. Okay, there it is right there. Milwaukee, she was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Her name was, um, ooh, ooh, what was oh, her name? Oh, Amber McLaughlin? Amber McLaughlin was her name. She stalked her ex-girlfriend and stabbed her, and they executed her in Milwaukee. Wow. I think they said she stabbed her six times, allegedly. That limit uh, warrants the death penalty? Well, it was. I think it was also the stalking. You know, the stalking is very serious. I think stalking might be as bad as attempted murder. Wow. So yeah, they they listen, listen. I'm not saying you do the crime, you do the time, but I'm with you, Lauren. It seems so extreme. I don't know all yeah. the details of the story because they haven't released a whole lot of details of the story. But nevertheless, they did execute her in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Is Woo, remind me not to do nothing. I'm not going to even steal a bag of potato chips in my walking. I don't mind picking up some chips and walking out the gas station. <laughs> and, and I don't want to be insensitive to the family who, you know, 
lost this young woman, but I'm talking about the woman that, you know, Amber McLaughlin stalked and killed, not being insensitive to them, but I personally feel like if you do an egregious crime, I'd rather you spend your days sitting in a jail cell thinking about what you did. Um, I always think that execution is the easy way out. So I'm not, we're not trying to offend her family in any way, but that just seems to get the death penalty for that is, uh, I don't know. It's kind of raising my eyebrow. So maybe there was more to it that we're just not aware of. But I'm saying that so many, there's so many components to the story that we don't know. So yeah, hopefully exactly. on the story. And if we do flame ants and, and um, people out there in laugh and learn land, we will give you more and more details, details as we go. Where are we going, Lauren Hogan? Well, since we've gotten past, you know, sending our condolences to the two tragedies that we wanted to talk about, we have to talk about the um, top story of the day. We just have to. And that is Kevin McCarthy. Hey, third time was not the charm for Mr. McCarthy. (laughs) (laughs) We got to talk about Kevin McCarthy and the fact that he lost three votes uh, to become House, to become Speaker of the House, excuse me, lost three votes to Hakeem Jeffries, which I just think is so... Um, well, wait a minute, clear about that. Not three votes, three times. Three times, yes. The vote happened three times, and three times he lost to Hakeem Jeffries. And I'm so sorry. Watching the news today and seeing all the Democrats, especially the ones that look like me, that are brown-skinned, jumping, skipping, and laughing, I don't know if you caught some of that in the background, I had to laugh. It was just so funny. Isn't that called redemption? Because when the Republicans, when they attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, they laughed. When things happened to to Democrats, they laughed. It's just called turnabout is fair play. Well, what I just think is interesting is that you're really starting to see these dividing lines within the Republican Party. Um, And it's almost like, I hate to say this, but the Republicans are starting to look a little like the Democrats. Uh oh. Democrats are finally we're finally getting our stuff together, which I'm I'm so happy. It seems like we're starting to form a, an agenda that everybody's on the same accord with. I love that Hakeem Jeffries, you know, is um seceded Nancy Pelosi. Um I think he's an amazing congressman. Um, but now it just seems like the Republicans just they got some problems that they gotta work through. They've been know? they've been creating these problems for themselves for quite some time, starting with Carrie Lake over there in, in uh, Arizona. Then y'all went and got the mule of all mules, Herschel Walker, to be a bullheaded fool for y'all who made y'all embarrass y'all even more. But it started a few years ago with the president that y'all elected, who has really come out to see that ain't paid taxes in years, been lying and woo-woo-woo. You know what's so messed up, Lauren, is I wish that the voting for the, the, the Speaker of the House was like baseball. Three strikes, you're out. Because in 1856, and you helped me with this one. Yeah. They, how many times did they vote before they made the decision? They voted 133 times over Real the span of two months. Money. Yeah. 133 times over two months. But I mean, I think the thing that's interesting is, you know, the the amount of people that voted today, it didn't change. So the Congress holds 435 seats, 434 people voted. So one person wasn't there that didn't vote. But each time Hakeem Jeffries was only six votes away from winning. There's 212 Democratic seats currently in the House. Um, The Republicans still do have the majority. But like I said, there's a split within their party. So Kevin McCarthy just can't get over that 218 hump because even the last vote that they had today, Jim Jordan threw his name in the hat and got 20 votes. 
and Kevin McCarthy only had 202. So had those 20 people that voted for Jim Jordan and just refused to vote for Kevin McCarthy, he would have won. He would have won. He would have gotten 222 votes. You need 218. He would have won. But there's like 1920 Republicans that just ain't rocking with him, which I think That's is interesting. He jumped on that bandwagon with the whole January 6th committee. He, he- it's not even that, though. You know, it's interesting when you hear, you know, commentators today, they're saying that this really doesn't have anything to do with Trump. It's not even Trump related. Well, McCarthy also uh, pushed to stop the steal. Some of his policies and some of his wishy-washy antics, people just don't want to deal with it because he too in and out. They, they they can't trust him. They cannot trust him. Yeah, they called. He was being called the main alligator in the swamp today, and people were saying they didn't want to be a part of the swamp. Uh, some of the shade that was thrown his way was actually quite comical today too, among his own party. So you know, and some tap tactics are you know you just keep voting over and over again and you tire some of those older congress uh, folks out because you know they want to leave and go home and go to bed mm-hmm. but i think collectively today because they adjourned at about five thirty, um they need to go have an internal meeting and figure out who they're going to nominate because the feedback i heard on the news today was that kevin mccarthy ain't gonna get it the next person is jim jordan but people have issues with jim jordan for obvious reasons and the other one is a uh, Scalise and people have issues with him as well. You know, Scalise was actually shot on the, uh, f- while he was playing baseball. Remember that? I remember that. I, I got a suggestion. I say bring Nancy Pelosi back. <laughs> no. I love that. You know, I love Nancy Pelosi. I know you love her. And she um, even got a chamber named after her. She's done a lot of great things, but like I said before, it's time to pass the baton. And I think she passed it to the best person, which is Hakeem Jeffries. So, He's really only six votes away from becoming, you know, Speaker of the House again. Is he going to get six Republicans to vote for him? Eh, probably not. Yeah. But I was, it would I, be interesting. Republicans that would jump ship and turn and vote for him would get their ass handed to them by their own party. They would. They really would. And it would make their time in Congress very hard. You know, yeah. some of these uh, folks are going to be in Congress for at least two years. Yeah. Some four, you know. So it would it would be very hard for them for sure, but he was only six votes away, only six votes away. So I mean, I feel like we're living in a time where stranger things have happened. So I'm never gonna say never, but it's definitely wishful thinking. So well, I'm praying and hoping that somebody gets up and some Republican, them six Republicans, ears tonight and say, just take the hit, take the hit, and just vote for him. Let's just do it. Oh my God, the history. Oh my God, the history of it all. <laughs> it would be uh, very huge. If he got um, elected as if Hakeem Jeffries got elected as the Speaker of the House with a Republican uh, majority in the Congress, yeah, he might very well make history. So. Well, I personally think that they should one vote person who should not be able to vote is George Santos, the guy who was newly elected to Congress in um, in New York because he lied, lied to get them. He, I'm sorry, the the the, the words that they used was he. <laughs> Embellished, embellished his his resume yeah black folks term this nigga laughed from front to back he made up income he made up a nationality he went from black to white from purple to green from straight to gay from jewish to uh, uh hebrew just lied all the way around I, the trick of that would have been when he got to work today that morning they should have said oh we was just kidding we gave it to somebody else since you lied we did too but that ain't what they did I just think some of the stories that have come out about him today are funny. 
Um, one of the New York uh, Times headlines is George Santos came to Washington. It was awkward. <laughs> so some of the headlines, yeah, the Washington Post, George Santos had an awkward first day in Congress. Uh, Rolling Stone said liar George Santos first day in Congress is off to a rocky start. Um, so it's interesting. Oh, People Magazine's quoting it correctly. Uh, George Santos lied during first day in Congress. That's so, right. It's it's very interesting to see, but he was, you know, the people elected him based on, you know, an incorrect resume. But you, you know what was mind boggling to me, Mrs. Hogan, is that I can't understand this is and he's not even he's not even Caucasian. No, he's not. But and I don't mean any offense when I say this, but in anybody's experience in the world, there are certain people of Latino scent that prefer to assimilate with, you know, white people. They do. So, and sometimes you see that in certain cases, like the one we're discussing, but go ahead. Well, no, I mean, I was saying that I was saying that not to say that, you know, that he was trying to be something that he wasn't, but I would expect that to happen to somebody black and brown, even though he really is brown. He don't identify as brown. Um, but we, if it was been one of us, this is the same thing that happened with Jeffrey Epstein. He, he, he embellished his resume to get the original job teaching at the school in New York because they looked at his skin color and not that they didn't research his history. Well, Jeffrey Epstein got that job because his daddy worked there. If we're going to be honest. But he also embellished his resume. He had none of the credentials that he he said on his resume. They talked about that when after his uh, uh, apparent suicide or whatever, murder, whatever he did. Yeah, but I mean, his his daddy worked there. That's really why he got in. But yes, uh-huh. you, you are correct in terms of the embellishment. I'm going to embellish my resume. I'm going to get host the Oscars. Let me last out and host it four times already. Well, child, if we can... Well, I mean, I don't know about that part, but <laughs> I mean... Most people add the occasional puff and fluff to their resume to get a job, but this far exceeded that at this point. So, yeah, it, it, I just don't like that. And I don't think that he should have been allowed to vote. Y'all clearly, before he even took the position today, they clearly knew that he had uh, fabricated his, his, his paperwork and did all that. I don't understand why they let this go through, Lauren. I'm saying they make the rules up as they go. I think the. The reason why is because he was still elected. The people elected him and we live in a democracy for all intents and purposes. Well, I'll elect him too if you'd have told me all them lies. Right. But he was still elected. So I don't think that there's anything that you can do once somebody's been elected to a seat, to a congressional seat. Because it was a fair it was a fair election. I'm using fair in air quotes. So uh-huh. She throwing up fingers, y'all, like she throwing up gang signs. I can see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes 
I guess identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing. Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation. I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Callie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. That is so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me! Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to catch you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. 
Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If we're going to just transition really quickly, we do have some black girl magic that took place today in the state of Michigan. Miss um, Kyra Harris-Bolden became the first black woman to be elected to the Michigan Supreme Court, um, which was a joy to see. I watched her her confirmation and um, just congratulations to her for making history um, in the state of Michigan. Yes, congratulations. Governor was there too. To Black support girl her magic well. is rocking all over this country. Mm-hmm. All well, over this we are, we're everywhere. Yes. But we're starting to you know, be able to get into these spaces, which is just, it's always nice when you look up or if there's a young girl that says one day, you know, I want to be a lawyer, I want to be a Supreme Court justice, or I want to be a judge. And they can look at the Kyra Harris Boldens, they can look at the Katanji Brown Jacksons, like, we're starting to get, you know, actual representation in certain spaces that we never were before. So I think that's the part that, you know, gives me a little bit of joy in all of the midst of the craziness that's happening in the world. So Yes. Oh, Lauren, that is that is great. I love to see us winning. I love to see us accomplishing things and getting it, getting it, getting it and getting it fairly and honestly, which Mm -hmm. is which is really pressing in these United States. Well, you talk about getting getting it fairly and honestly. And we just talked about, you know, Santos. So, you know, we we as uh, black folks always have to be twice as good. Um, Because I remember even an image that came up when uh, Miss Katanji Brown Jackson was being you know, placed on the Supreme Court in terms of qualifications. They compared her to all the other justices and she far, um, her resume was far uh, more qualifying, I'll say, than anybody else that was sitting on that bench. So it's just, it's always interesting just how much better we have to be just to be in those same spaces that are handed to, you know, some of our counterparts. How tragic in this country that our resume can read one thing, but our skinnamé reads a whole nother thing. Ain't that something? A skinnamé. Mm-hmm. Is that what that's the name of our show, Aaron? Our resume or our skinnamé? <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I'm passable though. I'm passable. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh back to the house. I'm interesting to see how tomorrow shakes out. Um, I'm pretty sure the Republicans had an internal meeting tonight to figure out who they're going to nominate and who they think that everybody's going to get on board with. And child, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I was watching Republicans from the House saying, oh, he deserves it. McCarthy has worked for him. McCarthy has pushed us back 35 years with his one day he this and the next day he's that. I'm sorry. One morning he's this and the next mm-hmm. at the same afternoon he's something else. We can't do wishy-washy. Wishy-washy will never get us to a place of solitude in this country. And he is wishy-washy as hell. They should call him a washer and dryer. Well, the issue is, you know, I think the midterms kind of uh, proved that America has a conscience in some sort of way. I mean, that's a bold statement to make, but I'm going to stick with it. Because remember, there was supposed to be this red wave and that didn't happen. Oh, are we tired? Well, no, I would I would go with that we have a conscience because I know people talk about Gen Zers and that they're lazy and, you know, they don't have the same type of drive or whatever. I will say that that generation gets out and they vote. This younger generation, they want to be a million different things, but at the end of the day, they want to be themselves and they want to exercise their right to vote, which is more than you can say about other generations. 
Sorry. So I think that these these new up and coming, they're creating this whole conscious vibe for us. So that yeah. we're starting to elect people that actually have some sort of integrity. And we're getting rid of some of those crazy, you know, far right folks. But I don't know. We still have the, you know, some of the, we have the the Marjorie Taylor Greens. We still have the Lauren Bears because she almost lost her seat as well too. But um, we still have this crazy Jim Jordans and the Matt Gates and Ron DeSantis. I could go down the list, but I don't know. Maybe we're seeing a bit of a shift. I think the midterm showed us that a little bit because we still got the Senate, which I think is very impressive. I so. completely agree with you, though, Lauren. I think that be, this, this younger generation really is moving and shaking. And I think people really are tired of the BS. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that when Marjorie Taylor Greene and, and, and uh, Ted Cruz's seat come up this next this next go-round, that we have reshifted enough of the foolishness out of the way to the, these younger voters and these newer people who really see it for what it is, especially when Trump lost so much of his power. So much of his credibility has been stripped from him that people are really starting to be like, damn, I made a mistake. I was watching uh, one of the blogs and a man was talking about his neighbors having to move out because they donated $75,000 to Stop the Steal. The wife left the husband because he donated $75,000 to the Stop the Steal uh campaign trump's campaign which never happened and they were only fifteen thousand dollars away from paying for their home that they had been paying for for 30 years and they didn't have the money anymore because they donated the husband donated seventy five thousand dollars to a bogus campaign so she left her husband and i think he lost the house according to the blog like what do you call that is that just like oh stupidity (laughs) so he lost his house he lost his money and he lost his wife that's three times the loser. McCarthy, three times. <laughs> <laughs> I just, that's just baffling to me that you're going to give Trump $75,000 because you believe it, a stop the steal. I just, I think that's just baffling. I think that people are just that stupid. I'm sorry. And it may sound mean, but uh, I don't know what else to call that. Because ain't no way you giving up your house for a man that doesn't care about you. Yeah. Well, I, I think people were lost people follow lost people. And when you're looking for a right. beacon of hope and you're looking for a beacon of light and somebody that's saying what you want to say, but you're afraid to say it because you think they got balls enough to say it, whether they're right or wrong, you will follow the leader. And they follow that food straight to $75,000 less. Yeah, I mean, it might just be that Trump is like the latest modern day cult. That's what I'm starting to think because it's like Jim Jones mentality. You know, everybody drink the Kool-Aid, everybody's going to die. But Trump might just be the latest cult, just a modern day form. Yeah, I, That's I what it's gotta be. I agree with that, Lori Hoagie. Wow. wow, what we living in? What times are we living in? All politics next season. All we doing is politics. It's getting exciting. It's getting. It's getting. It juicy. is. It is getting juicy. I have to say, that's one thing that I've said before is I'll give Trump credit for. If it wasn't for him becoming president, I would not watch the news and research and look into politics the way that I do. Because when we had Barack Obama as president, I felt so safe. I had no idea what was going on. All I knew was that my president was black and I felt protected. Trump became president. I'm watching the news. I'm researching. I knew about all the cabinet positions because everybody kept resigning. I had no idea there were so many cabinet positions. So... Thanks, Donald Trump. <laughs> you made me learn to do a little bit more research in the political space. So I, I, I want I want to piggyback off that. I want to thank Donald Trump as well. Thank you, <laughs> Donald 
down for being so bad and making President Barack Obama look so good. Ooh. <laughs> Let me take it a step further. Donald Trump made people forget what a terrible president George Bush was. Okay. <laughs> let's let's just take it a step further. Ooh. That's quite a feat to accomplish. So Ooh. hey. And all he did to redeem himself was have to make a nice speech about a man that died about uh, uh, good trouble. What was his name? Who talked about good John trouble? Lewis. John Lewis. Yes, and we forgave him. Who black folks? Y'all know we forgive people quick. Good God. Well, you know we forgave him because you know Michelle loves him. They be feeding each other candy at events. They love each other. So he wanted him some of that black girl magic, but he was scared that black man was going to tap on his ass. I see that I did it. Learn. I <laughs> well, see. Well, you you've seen some of the things that Laura Bush has said. You know, she goes. You know, Michelle Obama is just so fit. You know, I got to watch what I what I eat. I got to watch my figure. And she's made jokes about the fact that they're so friendly with each other. It's still, it's appropriate. Don't get me wrong. We're not saying anything shady in that aspect, but it's funny to just see them, how they interact with each other. But that was a nice way of Laura Bush saying that she's a black woman from the South side of Chicago. I'm from Chicago. I know black women from the South side of Chicago. The word is PNG. You know what that stands for? Plays no games. <laughs> Michelle would have dropped the baby. <laughs> well, we got to say on all of that note here at Laugh and Learn, we do have a saying that we're never trying to get anybody to change your mind. We're simply trying to get you to use your mind because why flame? It's 2023. And if you ain't using your mind by now, then apparently you don't have a mind. And to the Republicans in the, in the in, I mean, to the, to, to the Republicans in the house, I need you guys to use your mind and do not vote for Kevin McCarthy. I said it. I don't think he's going to get it. I really think they're going to convince him to resign. Let if me he's on the ballot tomorrow, I'm going to be surprised. And I'm sure some of our fans want to know this, too, because I don't want to seem like I'm ignorant, but I want to know. So even though that the the House is controlled by the Senate, can we have a, a Democratic speaker? I think we can, because at the end of the day, it comes down to votes. So if Hakeem Jeffries gets 218 votes, you get elected. Hmm. So you can't, the votes don't lie. It's whoever gets the majority, the 218, that's who becomes the elected um, Speaker of the House. That would be something, Lauren Hogan, if we get that. Oh, that would be fantastic. He's only six votes away. That's the part that I'm like, You, I'm keeping hope alive. Do I think it's really going to happen? No, but I'm keeping hope alive because he needs six votes to be reelected because he's the Speaker of the House now because, you know. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's left, so he's the Speaker of the House now. But he needs six votes. If six Republicans flip, man, I need six so Republicans. I need those six Republicans that will not vote, have not voted for him, to go home and get them some good old front or back or both, and come tomorrow and be like, "Yep, we stick, we stick into our guns." So I hope whoever they marry to, they lay them out tonight. <laughs> the only thing, the only way I think that that could possibly happen is when the Republicans meet tonight, if they can't come to common ground on who they think they can actually elect, that may end up happening. But I'm the looking- three options that they're looking at now, it doesn't look good. McCarthy, Scalise, and Jordan, those aren't, they're not viable options to actually get elected. So it'll be interesting, or unless they just do a 180 and say it is what it is, let's elect, you know, Jim Jordan and let's, or let's um, elect Scalise, but... I don't know. Some of them might say Jeffries is a lesser of two evil. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, thank you guys so much for joining us here at Laugh and Learn. You can follow my partner, Lauren Hogan, at Lauren Hogan on YouTube, Lauren Armani H on Instagram, and Lauren Hogan on Facebook. Don't tell people to follow my Facebook. I don't use it. Oh, well. She said <laughs> It's and not- you can follow Flame. <laughs> you can follow Flame at uh, Monroe Flame on Instagram, Marcus Flame Monroe Parker on Facebook, uh, Flame Monroe One Two Five on TikTok, and Flame Monroe on YouTube. And we appreciate you guys. Thank you, iHeart Black Effect Network for year season three that's coming up. Thank you to our producer Aaron. We appreciate you, and y'all have no idea. Aaron is going to be joining us sometimes. Aaron is so insightful and so informative and pushes us to talk about different subjects. So Aaron Aaron is a plethora of energy and a plethora of information for us to share with y'all. Y'all just ain't heard his voice yet. We was going to show him tonight, but he had got wet. He got caught in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and that's real too. If you live in California, make sure y'all stay dry the next two days because we have um, a storm that is like a river or something like that heading towards us. I forgot what the meteorologist said, but make sure y'all stay dry. If you live in I have a boat, I have a boat. So we'll be out here cruising and, and cruising. So yeah, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Flame Thank you. Laugh and learn audience for just listening to us rolling with us for two seasons so far. And thank you, Lauren Hogan for being just a great part of just getting on my nerves and, and I get on yours back. I'm telling you, that's what works. We get on each other's nerves, but then we exactly yin okay. and yang, yin and yang. Yeah, yeah. well, I'm, I'm more I'm more yang than yin. <laughs> I actually have the DNA, but it's okay. I'll take. Well, it. if I take a couple of these lovelies, I'm gonna be way more yang than you. I'm not on any of tonight. I'm in a great. Okay, place. you might be right about that one. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you all. You guys have a fantastic 2023. And if I have to push any message, I'm pushing. The message, my message for 2023 is to be more realistic, more positive, and surround yourself with good energy, with people who generally will give you the truth in a loving way. Not try to hurt your feelings and make you feel small or make you feel like something that you're not. Find you and be you. Ooh, that's a hard one right there. Like Find, you, yeah. Find you and be you. That's good. I like that. We appreciate you. Thank you, Lauren Hogan. We'll see you guys on the next episode of Laugh and Learn. Peace. Don't miss an episode of Laugh and Learn. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Laugh and Learn Podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Our executive producer is Tiffany Haddish. Our theme music is by the one and only Chrissy Payne. Thank you, guys. This is Flame Monroe. <laughs> Don't forget to laugh, listen, and learn. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts.
Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.